I was on this website. It was this queer website the other day. Grinder. I was like, no, no. They like sell things like shirts and hats and things. Oh. And for their t-shirts, instead of gendering them, they were unisex fit or femme fit. And I'm like, why can't everything be like that for clothing? That's interesting. Unisex fit or femme fit? Yeah. I liked that much better. It, um, than hmm. just being like men's and women's. Yeah. So one thing I wonder is like, does there need to be like, should it be like mask fit or unisex? Because unisex would just be like a regular t-shirt. Hmm. Whereas femme would be like the, the women's that like, have like the, yeah, mm, the V-neck usually. Okay. Interesting. I'm like, I'm like I guess that. that makes sense. Cause like, you know, male is kind of the default for a lot of yeah. clothing. So hmm, unisex fit and femme fit. That's cool. I love it. It was random and useless information, but it popped in my brain. Well, thank you for sharing that with me. Today I've learned about unisex fit and femme fit and that your eyes are sensitive. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, ready? Yes. (laughs) Hello, everyone. And welcome to another episode of Flapping and Fawning. Hi, I'm Chucky. Fawn. Activia Flapjack. (laughs) (laughs) It's episode eight of Dracula Titans. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We love the Boulet Brothers Dracula Titans. Mm. They should make out. Yeah. Do you think they're from Alabama? maybe you know what you they, know they are actually a couple i know i think they okay so the boule brothers and the sugar baker twins should have switched because the boule brothers actually do make out but i don't think they're from the south are you saying they need to like have a, an orgy i think that is what i want i think <laughs> i want to see the sugar bakers and the boule brothers i'll just kind of go at it <laughs> fully padded and Mm-hmm. I want to s- everything. I want to see the just pre- hump it. I want to see the pretty one uh, go top the big one, and I want to <laughs> see uh, the one that does all the work bottom for the little one. <laughs> I feel like that image makes sense, right? Like, yes. <laughs> that would be one hell of a crossover. Um, oh my god episode eight and we are so close by the time that this is coming out um you will be finding out <laughs> well you still thinking about the a little yeah. foursome <laughs> um by the time this episode comes out we will know the winner of dracula titans so yeah. and one of us is getting a tattoo and we're yeah. gonna find out who um well will we unless are we getting a reunion and if so, is the reunion going to no, be before the finale? There's no reunion. How many episodes are there? There is nine. I thought there were ten. No, there's nine. I thought there were ten, but the confusion came from that first episode that we thought it was a double episode, but it was a double length episode. You know, I like a double length. Oh, so does the big one. Oh. Um, <laughs> so 
yeah, and I, I learned that from watching or from listening to the Boulay Brothers podcast. They talked about how they're actually reviewing every episode except for the finale, and they said because they feel that they basically review the finale episode in the finale. So I don't know. I wondered what that meant. Um, but I'm kind of sad. I would I would have liked to have seen a reunion. Yeah. I wonder if Melissa would have been there. You know, like what would have gone down. Um, in, in past seasons, like I know season four, I think, and I think maybe even season three, um, they do the reunion like the way Drag Race does it. They f- film the reunion before the before they air the finale. Yeah, but like after most of the episodes yeah. have gone. Yeah, I really wish Camp One Kiki had one. I think it would have been really interesting. And I kind like there's I kind of like the filming a reunion during the season the way like Canada 2 did it but I also yeah. kind of like prefer when they have the retrospect to be able to look back and like talk about crowd perception of yes. things. I think it makes a big difference. Yeah. I agree. Um, yeah, I would have loved to have had that conversation with my camp siblings. Like I think I think it would have been a really nice bo- way to bookend uh a fun season. So yeah. same thing with this. Like I, I, I would have loved a camp reunion. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Me too. I feel like, I feel like it would have been really interesting. <laughs> I'd pay money to see that. Uh, come on. Sugar bookers. Let's make it happen. I'll give everybody a dollar. <laughs> yep. There you go. Fawn's the official sponsor. Um, but anyways, we are not reviewing camp one geeky here on this day. It is Dragula Titan season one, episode eight. Um, I was about to say season eight. <laughs> We're not that far. So what are we going to do after Dragula? Titans is over. No. I mean, like this is finishing just in time to start drag race. If we chose to do that, but yeah, I just a wonder lot of drag race coverage. Right. I just wonder like listeners, would you want to hear us cover drag race season 15? Because like, I'm definitely going to watch it. I mean, we started up. by covering all stars. Yeah. But I also, Okay, a little peek behind the curtain at our analytics. I think that our episodes that have performed better have been the ones that have not been um, Drag Race. And in fact, they've been the ones that are a little bit more niche. Like, I feel like Camp Wanakiki was a real breaking point because no one was covering it. (laughs) Do y'all want us to, like, go through and review old seasons of, like, Camp or old seasons of Dragula? Or Call Me Mother. Or Call Me Mother. LTV siblings of ours. Um, Maybe the show Eddie Danger was (gasps) on. Go 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 For for the the Gold. gold. Yeah. Or something else. I I don't know. I would love to know. I still want to keep producing two episodes a week. I think that'd be really nice. Yeah. Um, I like this format. Me too. So it'll be interesting. Let us know. But what did you think of the season 15 cast? Um, I really <laughs> like Sasha Colby. Yeah, I'm very excited for her. I could not have agreed with her more when she said, I'm your favorite <laughs> drag queen's favorite drag queen. Right. I mean, she's not necessarily my favorite drag queen, but I, I get the sentiment. I get like, the sentiment. <laughs> And if not, she's probably your favorite drag queen's favorite drag queen. You know what? You're right. You're right. If I asked Mariah Taylor who her favorite drag queen is, first she would say Roxy Andrews, but then Sasha Colby would be next on that list. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, <laughs> I love Sasha Colby. She's very talented. I've seen a lot of videos of her recently. It's just a lot of the season 15 meet the... I'm holding, they were very I'm similar. I'm holding judgment until the season starts because based on the meet the queens, they all were the same. Right. It, I say they're all I thought, the same. There were a few stands out, like Malaysia, Baby Doll, Baby Doll, Baby Doll, Fox. 
um <laughs> hold on i just look at this i don't even remember who that is there's so many of them she was the one from florida that she doesn't call herself a pageant queen because she loses them all yeah because she likes to break too many rules mm. um the texas girl seems fun but she seems like i really like her isabel brooks mistress isabel she brooks. looks just like eureka like she paints like eureka i feel like she paints like me <laughs> tbh i mean is that not me my paint how i do it that and also it, looks like Eureka. I don't mean that in like you, a Does that not way. look like Eureka to you? I think Especially it's, with that hair? I think it's just because she's um, plus size. Are you saying that? No, she has the same paint as Eureka. I guess. Um, yeah, yeah, I see it. Malaysia, which one's that? Which one's Malaysia? Her? No, the one, that one. That you oh, just her. The one, a lot of people are comparing her to Silky, yes. Are they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't see it. If you go to her comments, like a lot of people are saying, I see it a little bit, but I think it's also You're just because she's a black plus, plus size, size queen. queen and they're like, oh, Silky. Um, I'm sure that with Silky, they were saying, oh, Latrice Royale. So, yeah. Um, I think Lux, I'm excited for her. Yeah. She, <clears throat> I actually have followed her for a very long time on Instagram and I, I've, always just been really enamored with her the way she paints her face yeah um I, lux is one i'm excited for jacks yeah I, I don't know jacks was not one i was super eager about but i'm excited to see them um i think aura looks really cool um yes or, uh, yeah yes. she looks really neat i also really enjoy the energy of selena estides she's cool no you don't like her energy no. <laughs> and of course sugar and spice are my winners um Lucy LaDuca <laughs> had the best Meet the Queens. <laughs> Lucy LaDuca. Oh, the construction worker. She just felt the most natural on camera. Mm. Like, I don't know if I'm going to love her, but I loved her Meet the Queens. Does that yeah, make sense? I, I'm, I'm, I just, I felt safe with her. Like, watching her, like, yeah. she just felt co- like competent. I will say, there is not a single one on here that I see. I see people who I think are going to be the top. But I don't see people, anyone who I'm like, oh, out first. I, I, I do. Who? Who do you think? I kind of think Amethyst. <laughs> oh, oh, the skinny, co- the comedy queen girl. I also really like Irene. Irene. Irene who is Dubois, Irene? The alien queen. <sighs> oh my God. They're so funny. Irene oh, Dubois, her. Alien yeah, queen. she has some cool looks. I don't think, I don't know. Maybe Amethyst will be, but I don't. She, she didn't seem out, like she reminded me of this girl in New York named Cherry Poppins. Um, I, I don't know. I kind of got those vibes from her. I was like, oh, she's like thin, but comedy. I see it. Did you hear the scandal with uh, who was it? Someone controversial already. The there's a straight the, grad queen again. The one that said they were like the biggest, uh, um, the biggest. The biggest natural disaster or whatever in San Francisco. <laughs> no. Um, what's her name? She was wearing pink, but they're all wearing they're pink. They're all wearing pink. Um, See, that's my issue with it. Like, I feel like all of them are wearing straps and pink and yellow. And it's just like, God, they all look so similar. But it was, that's honestly, it's one of the best promos that we've had. It like, is, it but just I looks just don't. So good. There are so many that I'm like, I don't. It just loses a lot of personality. Yeah, I don't know who your character is. And interestingly enough like i i know that if i was given this prompt which was like uh pastel pink i believe is what is what it was um for what for this promo for the promo or meet the queen for this promo the promo was race racing drag race i thought it was pastel no and pink i guess not it was me it was drag race and it was pink yellow and black was their color story oh well 
honestly, there were none of them that I was like, oh, I would wear that, you know? So I really liked Marsha, Marsha, Marsha's look. Oh, the yellow dashed thing? Yeah, the, like, crash test dummy. Yes. Yeah, oh, that's what's going on. Yeah. Thank you for help. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm a little slow sometimes. Yes. That- I don't know if I'm going to love her, but I do enjoy that look. She actually kind of reminds me of... Are you going to say Dakota Schiffer? Yes. Ugh. Why? I don't see it. You don't like... Do you not like Dakota? I love Dakota. I, the reason and I say I'm that really she reminds me of Marcia. her... I think that she just has, like, a... An, an interesting aesthetic that is soft um that is not necessarily a traditional drag queen aesthetic it's just a lot softer do you know what i mean yeah and it's so she's a new york gal that's that's why i say that and she does she did that like um is it 60s like cut crease mod eye mm, mod uh which you know dakota loved that era right well I mean, she still does she's still alive we're, we're, we're talking about dragula titans we have to talk about the alternative queen on the season of season 15 irene dubois no spice oh my god (laughs) okay what do you think about the twins on the season just be honest it's fine we're we're all friends here you me and our listeners i think their drag is valid i think it's a really smart casting decision for the show they make sense for the show yeah we better see them lip sync against (laughs) each other um however it's just like to me a lot of the how they got their fame was like we're hot out of drag and now we're going to do this transformation and we're twins Mm. we're hot twins out of drag and now we're going to do this transformation into drag so i don't really love that that's like their claim to fame it's like oh we're hot and do drag you know what i mean Uh, i didn't realize that that was like their claim to fame to me that's like how they got big on tiktok uh, i thought it was just because that they were twins twin drag queens who looked exactly the same it might have changed now but for the longest their profile picture on tiktok was them out of drag yeah i mean they are very traditionally attractive like out of drag um i mean but you know the first rule of gay porn is that all twins are incestual so i um think that you know who knows we may see some sugar and spice action but they're from california not alabama so who knows um i'm excited for them i think I just we'll see. I'm, not I'm that crazy reserving about them. judgment on a lot of these bitches until I actually see the show because this was just not my favorite. Meet the Queens. Yeah, I agree. No, no one that I'm already really they, rooting for, except for Sasha Colby and Mistress Isabel Brooks. I'm Sasha Colby all the way, um, but I know they're going to be milking this twin thing. They oh, already yeah. have been. And they already have been. The show hasn't even started yet, and they've yeah. been milking it. But so. I think they always have to have one controversial. There's cast. always a gimmick. Yeah, because There's I mean, like Maddie last last uh, last semester, last year, um, you know, with being straight. So you gotta have a gimmick, right? And a boo. And a boo. I think they should make me boo, their gimmick. Boo, boo. Why not? Let, let's let's have a crossover from Camp Wanakiki. That'd be fun. Yeah. Or um, I. I crossover for something else i don't know that'd be cool they could have you they could have melissa b fierce what if they had two podcasting um friends that would be iconic a city that has never been claimed on drag race that would be iconic i know and one would have a mustache yeah and one would be short could be the first mustache Mm -hmm. drag entertainer on drag race i know and the other could be the first one built like a tree trunk okay okay enough about our us uh, let's talk about dragula titans episode eight disgusting it is the horror icons Reem 
animated. Did I say that right? Yeah, horror icons, icons reanimated. Horror icons <laughs> reanimated. Well, at the top of this episode, as a reminder about our fantasy fag roster, and bet Fawn and I have a little bit of an uneven playing field going on. Yeah, I only I'm have, sitting nice and pretty. You are sitting nice and pretty with three divas on your roster. You currently still have who again? I've got Coco. Uh, <laughs> Excuse me. I didn't remember that person being on the roster. <laughs> I got Coco Kane, Eva Destruction. Coco has one win. Eva Destruction has two wins. So then I've also got Astrid and sitting lonely with none. The lonely lizard. And Eva is the fresh. The lizard. Right. And Eva is fresh off of a win. And I have Hoso with one win and Victoria with three wins. Um, so yeah, things are still pretty even i've been shocked that our fag roster has lasted has been so even most of the season yeah like i don't know i i'm it's interesting that it just played out that way because at first i thought like oh no am i picking too many of my favorites um just to be in my roster not same. necessarily people who will like i know will do well same but i mean my i'm glad first i got victoria because <laughs> that was just my first pick smart. went out early so <laughs> yeah i mean they were first out and then they rose again from the dead uh, and then they were kicked out again um so yes let's jump in to the opening of this episode after the break and we are back covering the Boulay brothers dragula titan a season one episode eight wow is that special apparently a <laughs> so we enter the boudoir and the what ca- accent were you trying to do just then i, I feel I like you know. just hit like four different you you started in canada <laughs> then you went a little midwestern then you went to hell and came back and i don't know now you're just doing this mustached <laughs> mixtress again i don't know i was just talking oh, okay work <laughs> sometimes i just say things in a weird way eh? <laughs> um. <laughs> so we enter the boudoir and the contestants are all talking about how melissa quit and how they're like kind of disappointed in her for quitting but i also think there's some guilt there like i know astrid talked about um how she felt uh, an extreme amount of guilt once again astrid you... making everything about herself well is that not what they're trying to convince us like in this that they all feel guilty about it i would not have felt guilty one bit like i don't think that any of them owe it to anyone to like want them to stick around in the competition like if someone wants to leave, I'll be like, let me help you pack. Like, okay, I'm sorry that that happened, but no, I want to win. Like, yeah. I, I don't think that they should have to be responsible for that. Like, M- Melissa came in with something going on completely on her own, and I don't think it's any of these folks' fault that the her own mental health got in the way of her doing well here. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I if know. it's anyone's fault, it's the Boulets. It's the producers. Call, like, they- if you call her a friend and you call her family and you call her a sister, you should. You can be my sister after filming. Try to reach out and help. Yeah, I guess so. Which like Coco ends up coming back in and she calls them all out for their bullshit. And I personally am on Coco's side for this. And clearly oh Eva was too. <laughs> Eva was even like Coco's like bringing all these receipts and like everything's factual. Cause like, I didn't, ugh, I guess. If 
if you claim to be somebody's sister, you and like somebody that's a friend, you're not just there. You need to be there for them when it counts. Not just say that you're there for them and then not back them whenever it really matters. And like when they're really struggling. That's a fair weather friend. Like I hear you, but I think that this context is just different. Like at camp, if someone that I thought was a really strong contender was saying like, I don't know, I'm just not in the right mind for this. Like my my mental health isn't great. I want to quit. I'm like, you should do what's best for your mental health. (laughs) You know, like get out of here. Yeah. But, and I don't Re- think that's two-faced <laughs> either. But regardless, like that's still like having a conversation and being there like and like having that conversation instead of just like letting her walk out and not say a word. You know? Yeah, but Melissa also came in really hot, you know? Yeah. Like I, I know that um, the, the there is a little demon inside of me. Like I've got one that's been brewing, and it's probably (laughs) coming out very soon. Oh, just as a warning, it's probably coming out very soon. I'm glad I lit one of Vincent's candles from Resurrection um, (laughs) Candle Company. Uh, Everyone, please go support my showmance. Um, (laughs) but anyways, no, I I think that Melissa, like, I don't know, I I know that I could feel myself when I was hearing this, and it's like. I just really disagreed with a lot of what Coco was saying. Whereas I agreed personally. I think if, if someone had come to me that way and spoken to me that way in a way that like seemed like they're trying to shame me, I I would not have tucked my tail the way a lot of the, these so-called monsters did. I don't know. It was just really, really weird to me. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I agree. That makes me a horrible person. (laughs) Um, Because like, and I, there was something I didn't watch the full video, but there was one part during the they showed Coco shared something and it was talking about like how like microaggressions and stuff like that, and like talking about how like people could learn from some of this stuff that happened in like the cauldron. Mm. And I think there is some validity to that. Did she specify like what any of that was? I didn't watch the full video. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there was a lot to this conversation, though, right? Like, Coco called out a lot of things. She said people were being two-faced. I thought it was weird I that mean, she was saying that Hoso was strategizing. I mean... What is she strategizing? How was she supposed to know that she was going to come into a competition with two people that she had had romantic yeah. interests with? Like, I think Hoso was just trying to been, try to stay out of it as much drama as possible. I think so too. Which I mean, I guess you could say is strategizing if you want to go with hair, but like, I, like to me, what, what they're calling two faced, like Coco and Melissa, uh, like this whole sort of thing is like people who are not necessarily a 100% ride or died for you. I don't care if you're right or wrong. I'm always going to be on your side. And like, I just don't think that's, that's realistic. Like there, things are not black and white. They're gray. Like, there, I've, there have been times like where I've not been happy with something a friend has done, but I'm still their friend. You yeah. Know? Um, so, and I, and, I, and I can tell them that I'm not happy about it. I just think it's how you deal with it. And of course, they brought up Coco's last minute <laughs> drag <laughs> one more time. They always be bringing that up. I just can't believe Astra doubled down. <laughs> on that though she was like Coco I already told you that I think it's okay your drag is last minute 
It's just like Coco has already lit your ass for this, and you're really about to do it again. Flames, flames, flames on the side of my face. Uh, well. They then moved to the... Well, actually, there's, like, this tone shift, right? Like, I don't know. I felt it was kind of strange. They went from, like, this anger, of, like, from Coco to them all, like, tucking their tails, and then they're all friends. Well, it was also one of those things, like, it just... Coco had to kind of, like, come in hot for them to be able to listen. And then calm it down... Once she got the point, she had to get the point across about like how serious some of it is because like mental health is a serious thing. It is. And like she had to really get that message across. And then like once they started understanding, they were like, oh, but whose fault is it? Is it the contestants? No, it's production's fault. (laughs) Like, look, like I, as someone who has been like who has experienced like a filming process like the this stuff doesn't everything's intentional you know it it's not yeah. it it's coming from within the house it's not like the just like the sabotage just mm-hmm. just like the sabotage i yeah i just think it i do think that if anyone is strategizing here it's coco because who was this episode about 100 percent of the time coco kane you know she came in hot she made a scene. A lot of people are calling it iconic. Then it was. I yeah, loved it. In a lot of ways. And anyways, there's a lot more that happens too, especially in that fright feat. So they get called to the main stage and we find out that this week determines the final three. <laughs> <laughs> and for those that aren't aware, we have five people in the competition. Yeah. Do you want to know some tea? What? So, on the Blue Laborless podcast, they said that they originally planned to have only a final two. Oh. So they had planned to have a double elimination. Yes. So this whole consequence thing was kind of like made up from that, from like the, the two people staying. I think that they had considered maybe having a top three and only doing one elimination each episode. But yeah, they said that they initially planned as like a final gag to only have a top two. That would have been real gaggy. Well, I guess because they did bring Abora back the right. first episode and then had, so they had two non-elimination episodes. Yeah. I guess in retrospect, they were real nice this season. Yeah. <laughs> so we find out that the challenge is for them to um, create or recreate a horror icon um, which is reminiscent of the season four, episode one. My challenge. favorite challenge, honestly, of all time. Oh, yeah? Who would you do? Um, I've got like a few ideas. Yeah. One of them, like, I feel like would fit the Dragula brand. Um, Tell me. I'm shivering with anticipation. Say it. Patient! <laughs> um, <laughs> so one of them is Chucky. Oh, I love that idea. Um, but like, if you do do Chucky, but do it like ABDL Chucky. What is ABDL? Is that the diaper thing? Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. And so you could really... Uh, hold on. I think we need to tell our listeners about ABDL. <laughs> ABDL is adult baby diaper lovers. Oh. Um, I'm personally not into it. I probably will never be into it, but also I'm not going to kink shame here. Um, 
but yeah. yeah i feel and i feel like that's like an easy way that you could get into like the filth side of mm, the dragula like tenets. being in a diaper wait so would you be like chucky's kid no like chucky jr what's his name chucky cheese i can't remember what his son of chucky spawn of chucky is like the name of the movie i think mm. i forget what his name is but like you could just fully do like keep a lot of the like i don't just like it's hard to describe but like i have like a full diaper of shit yeah and like blood <laughs> oh not a bloody stool lord yeah. uh <laughs> not the the spawn of chucky having a full mustache yeah. at the ripe age of zero um i love that i think i would want i would very probably obviously want to do frankenfurter if i was in those shoes oh but i don't know how i would reimagine it because i'm kind of a traditionalist when it comes to rocky horror and i'm like i want to do exactly what's on the movie exactly at the right time and so exactly what you're saying what is you'd go home probably <laughs> i could not do dragula <laughs> too tough it's too tough for me um yeah so we find out this week does determine the final three and the fright feet is a lie detector test very reminiscent of season two. Mm-hmm. And when they were describing it, I was like, oh, so this is going to be like season four. Yes. It's another example of like what I mentioned last episode where it, we, we, they kind of describe something, but it's not quite as intense as they did as it, as they said it would be. I think they're just trying to get their anxiety up before they do it. Yeah. And then they walk in and they're like, oh, this isn't as scary as I thought it'd be. Um, yeah. What did you think about the lie detector? I love the lie detector anytime it's on Dracula, honestly. <gasps> we should do a lie detector on the podcast. That would be so fun, I think. <laughs> I mean, we could determine whether we actually wanted to publish the episode or not. If oh, we, if true, we true, true. how it turned out. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> we might learn some new things. Oh, my God. I think we should do it. That'd be really fun. Um, how expensive would that be, though? I don't know. Because I think you have to hire somebody for that. Well, we're celebrities. Yeah. Surely someone would just come do it for free. I'm sure. For our lowly podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. I Like, this is not one that really seems all that intimidating to me. I feel like I'm someone who... I, I really re- identify with Eva a lot in this season where I'm like, I'm going to just be transparent about my feelings to people. Yeah. I, I recognize things are not black and white. They're gray. Um, I think my biggest downfall would be that I'd probably over explain in the lie detector. Yeah. And then they would be like, this is non-conclusive. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was interesting. Um, also is 4,500 shocks of lightning a lot. I don't know. I, is, is that like a, or is that like a I don't know. Is it just like a dog collar? Maybe. I don't know. Have, have you worn a dog collar before? No. Do I look like I've worn a dog collar? Huh? Do I look like I've worn a dog collar? Yes. <laughs> we don't, but we don't kink shame here at flapping and fawning. Our initials are FF after all. Uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. No. I'm not sure. The lie detector test determined that was a lie. <laughs> I really don't know anything about voltage. I'm not that smart. Yeah. Same. Um, Okay, well, what were some of your favorite moments from the lie detector test? Um, Coco just intentionally lying the whole time. Yeah. she. I mean, she really knows how to make 
like to pull the attention on an episode, you know, yeah. and this is the time to do it. Uh, yeah. Like really? Cause I think that she is going to leave this whole season, especially after this episode with people just being like, that's the girl I want to book. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, that was really interesting. And it also kind of made it interesting as well because it was like, well, she's kind of confusing her own body to give mixed signals to a machine. Yeah. Like what's really truthful here. Yeah. You want to talk about two faced. Um, but then the other contestants didn't really do that. One thing that I thought was interesting that they all said was that none of them trust each other. Yeah. So it's kind of sad in a way, but, but also it's a competition. I get it. And also a funny one was whenever they asked Victoria, did you put some titties on bitch? <laughs> okay. I don't fully, I, I know that's talking about bitch pudding, right? Yeah. Like what is the context of that? Was that in season two? Victoria makes breastplates. Yeah. And what I'm assuming is she made some bre- made a breastplate for bitch, but it just is that sounds, all it was. But it just sounds funny. Did you put some titties on bitch? <laughs> Especially coming out of this straight lace straight man. Yeah, I, he was the same guy who did it on season two. Yeah, um, yeah, that was it. Was fun. I also thought the um, the whole thing about the love interest kind of it was interesting. Yeah. Um, I really felt for Astrid in this. Like, Why? For several reasons. Like you know, she probably asked most of those questions. She's maybe. she lied about loving and Hoso. But you know, like I, I have been on the end of some unrequited love. Unrequited. Unrequited. Hoso said she loved. And- Astrid Hoso also said she loved. No, they, oh. well, she said she loved Abora, and I they don't didn't think ask that, her they about. didn't show. But Astrid. they asked if she would. Role play as a lizard in the bedroom for Astrid, and she said yes. I I don't know. I just I feel like to me Astrid is this sad, misunderstood creature who I just my heart goes out to her. Mine doesn't. God, you're so freaking evil. (laughs) I thought that you um, Animal Kingdom people would stick together. Well, the fawn and the lizard. I'm a mammal. She's a reptile. You as a reptile. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Wait, are lizards amphibians? No, no, no. They're reptiles. They're reptiles. Okay, lizards are reptiles. And then also, but also, like my heart went out to her because it was like, do you see yourself in the top three? And she said no. She had to really like come to terms with that. Like, no, she did not. I mean, nobody else did. People had already answered that, and she was like, and I feel like other people also agree, bitch. You know they agree. They answered the question. Yeah. I mean, they had, they had told her that from the beginning. And except for Victoria, um, who she basically quartered <laughs> into saying that she would be and in her And then Victoria said it then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, I'm not against someone lying if like it's an inconsequential lie. Like, if it's going to make me feel better, fine. Like, I don't know. Would you? Like, if someone from Camp Wanakiki had told me, like, oh, yeah, I totally see you in my top three, even if they didn't. I like. What's I the harm now? Maybe. Sure. I don't know. And besides, you're not the one who decides. So whatever. Like, but yeah, I'll tell you. Yeah, sure. Of course I see you there. I see you right there with me and whoever the fuck. Like, I don't know. I can't say because I've not been in that situation. Mm. Fair. Uh, I, I know with, that there were some people who like would, when they would give me compliments, especially like folks who placed really well in Cape Coleslaw. <laughs> they like, Coastal gave me like a really big compliment and they didn't necessarily say like, I see you in the top three or anything, but there was like a, a moment where Coastal was like, like you was like, 
basically just complimenting me and saying like for you to have been doing this for a year and to like be at the level you are like like it's really intimidating and impressive um and i have like i've so always really appreciated you're intimidating that. yeah <laughs> do you know another drag queen more type a than me <laughs> fair <laughs> Okay, what are we talking about? Oh, oh, and then of course the s- sabotaging. Did we talk about that already? No. Okay, we s- hinted at it. Right. I'm. S- I thought this was a really nice way to kind of bookend that yeah. storyline. To be like, they asked everybody, "Did you sabotage Coco? <laughs> Did you sabotage Coco? Did you sabotage Coco?" But I will say, Astrid looked awful suspicious. Yeah. <laughs> She was looking at it like, please, God, let it say yeah. it's that I'm not doing it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it's totally likely that Coco just hasn't been keeping up with her stuff. And I, I mean, it's hard to keep up, keep up with it when you're do, dealing with that much drag. You know, also Melissa's gone. True. It could have been Melissa this whole time. Um, yeah. Okay. I think we've touched on everything. Um and in the boudoir, they begin to do trust falls. Because nobody trusts each other. Yeah. Have you ever done a trust fall? No. You want to do one right now? How are we going to record that? Let's. I, I don't know. I'll just hold. pick up the mic. Let's just do it that way. That's dangerous. Is it? Yeah. Why? What if I fall and break the mic? You won't fall. It's a trust fall. All right. We're going to take a break <laughs> and do a trust fall. And you're going to hear all about it later. <laughs> And we're back with no trust here because we did not do those trust falls. <laughs> and speaking of the trust falls, they everybody did them and they all seem like happy and giddy. So then they're going to get ready for the floor show. I need to learn what that other music is like that. Honestly, I think it's kind of iconic that we just were like, whatever. (laughs) I mean, that wasn't far off. No, yeah, it's pretty close. (laughs) Um, But it is time for the floor show with special guest judges, Joe Bob Briggs and Harvey Gwillen. Something about the name Joe Bob Briggs. I know. And then that one point in the episode when uh, Drac was talking in the super Southern accent, I was like, oh, it feels like home. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think of their outfits this episode? Um, it was very reminiscent of like classic boulet. Yeah, I, I felt that I way too. I feel like I've seen this hair on them before, but I'm not complaining. This is... <gasps> this is their look. The, um, in the, the, when they talk on the video. Is it? I think it is. I'm pretty sure it is. No, it's not. It's not. Never mind. I don't know. Forget that. I'm very wrong. Because I remembered seeing it today, and then I was like, where have I seen that before? Oh, I just rewatched the episode. Never mind. It doesn't matter. But yes, Joe Bob Briggs, who's like a critic or something, and then Harvey Gwillen is in what? What We Do in the Shadows? Yes. Have you watched that show? I've seen a couple episodes. It's real camp. I really want to watch it. That's what I I need to watch. It's real camp. Um, All right. Well, yeah, I think their episode, their looks look great. Very classic boulet. Um, And we have been talking for a a while, so let's jump into this floor show. Oh, and now the challenge for the horror icons is that you don't just present your floor show look. You've got to recreate a classic scene. Yes. An iconic scene. So what are we flopping and fawning today? 
Is it the look? Is it the whole thing? The whole presentation? I think we just do the look. The look. Okay. Sounds good to me. Um, but let's also talk about the presentation. It's we like talk through. about the presentation, but okay. the flop and fawn of the look. Sweet. And as a reminder, if it's your first time listening to flapping and fawning, we have a very sophisticated system for if we like or dislike a look. If we like it, it's a fawn. And if we don't like it, it's a flop. And if we think it's the best thing we've ever seen, it's a fetch. Stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. First to the stage, we have Coco Kane, who is recreating the Boulet Brothers. Spooky, but in a fun way. Hello, ugly. <laughs> okay, what did you think of this? I thought this was iconic. In the work in the boudoir, she was not telling us oh, what yeah. it was. And I was like, is this Elvira? That's who I thought it was going to be. And then ended up being like the Boulet brothers. And I was just like, okay, this is fierce. Hmm. This is bold. It is bold. I kind of live. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm so anti-Coco this episode. And I don't know why. It's like, I think. Uh, eh. It's because I, you have no taste. Probably. Um, I don't know. I don't love this. I do. I don't Like it's. Eh. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really like when people do the whole host. Like I'm going to do the host thing. Uh, it's just not my favorite. Like, I, I think it's a little kiss assy and it, it, I don't like it. <laughs> I'm here for it personally. Um, and I thought she put her own cocoa spin on it. Yeah. So I'm, the look, I could totally see the boules in, you know, red and black. I mean, in fact, they're wearing red and black on the uh, main stage today. So that's really cool. Um, I, if I had a critique for the sh- for anything on the look itself, it would probably be the the shoulders. I think that they're a little too far out, like the, the points. But yeah. uh, otherwise, I think it's 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 a good look. It's a good bodysuit. Um, but yeah, I... I, I, I re- Do you remember what her... Um, reanimation for it was the welcome to the floor show whole monologue no 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 for season oh four. didn't she do morticia adams yes that's yes it was fierce yeah so good i just i felt like that was a little better than this to be honest and i, I don't know i, I kinda, could see that yeah i just it had that had a little more point of view i, I feel like i agree it yes that that that's totally how i feel i don't hate this i think that it's interesting i love the jewelry um around the neck and how it's got the red stoning that goes into the red corset i think her jewelry looks great um and i think she looks like a drag queen here i think that's really cool i think that's uh, that's kind of something that gets lost in dragula sometimes i think it was a really smart choice yeah 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 i guess so Okay, so it's a it's a fawn for me. Begrudgingly. <laughs> okay, two fawns. Well done, Coco. Next to the stage, we have Hoso Teratoma as the ring. The ring, but it wasn't like it wasn't just any ring. It was the OG ring. It was the. It was a big ring, not a willow ring. I don't know where that came from. Um, but the, uh, yeah. What was the name? Was Samara? No. Samara was the American one, and it was like Sak- Sak- Sakura. Sak- Sakura, I think. I feel no, like that's a restaurant. Sakura. Sak- <laughs> Sak- was there a, D- a D in it? I think it's S. Sakudo. Sakudo. I don't know. <laughs> We're I almost said Sudoku. 
Well, either way, this was fucking fierce. It took me, it gave me some trauma or PTS or it had me reliving trauma with a TV on her head. Um, <laughs> but I thought the reimagining was really cool. I thought it had a point of view. I thought um, the VCR tapes uh, on her hands looked really neat. The hair being woven into the dress. Yeah, that was really cool. I also thought, you know, she's gotten a lot of um, feedback uh, on social media this season about needing to change up her makeup. And I feel like this was pretty different. Like we didn't have that huge white in the eye like we've seen in a lot of her past looks. This Sadako is, is the character. Sadako. Okay. Sadako. Sadako. Okay. So I wasn't too far off with Sadako. Not correct, but same consonants. Sadako. Okay. So yes, she was doing Sadako, not Samara. Um, I thought it was amazing. What'd you think? I hated it. Are you for real? No. Oh, okay. I thought you... Mm. Now, I am only going to fall on this. I don't think I'm going to fetch it because it's not like... My jaw's on the floor or anything, but I like it. So it's a fun for me. Same. Well done, Hoso. Next to the stage, we have... Victoria Elizabeth Black. (laughs) And the only thing I could think of when she did this was in Freaky Friday when uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is like, Oh my God, I looked like the Crypt Keeper. Oh my God. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yes, uh, <laughs> but well, okay. I'm curious to know your thoughts on this because I've seen some kind of controversial points of view online. Continue. Well, okay. People are saying that. What I have seen a lot of is people saying that this is not enough of a reimagination. That they basically just, or that Victoria just took the Crypt Keeper and put a wig on him. I mean, I don't. I'm not super educated on the Crypt Keeper, to be honest. Well, he looks like this, but without a wig. Wow. And, and But he's also wearing like a suit. It's it's honestly like she did a very like, well, I'm just going to flip the binary of the Crypt Keeper. I think that's enough, right? I I think She so. added boobs. I also thought that she did do enough to take it to the next level. Like the acting from her yeah, the acting was, was really great. good, especially with her doing so so poorly in the acting challenge earlier in the season and to have that touch of the comic book drawing on the inside of the yeah. book and w- with the boules on that, that was super cool. If you're going to say that she's not enough, there's other people in this list that you also have to say is not enough. Yeah, for real. Um, and th- that wig is just gorgeous. So I thought, I thought it was great. Th- this is, you know, I, I did look at it and think oh, it's a little simple, but then I was like, Flapjack, she is literally covered in prosthetics and latex. What do you mean it's not enough? Like, I think she's, yeah. she is done from head to toe here. So, th- it is a big fawn for me. Same. Next to the stage, we have... Eva Destruction. As one it. of the aliens from Mars Attacks. Have yes. you seen Mars Attacks? I have, actually. I have not. That's like one of the first... It's not one of the first movies I've seen, but I have, I have seen it. Not. I'm very well, very aware of this reference. Yeah, like I've seen it done in drag a lot. Yeah, but I can't say that I have enough knowledge to be like, oh, this is how it could have been done. Like I have ideas for how this could have been done, but like not like enough concrete knowledge. Um, to be honest, I think that she did what makes sense for like a, a reimagining or recreation of this. I, I don't think we ever, maybe I ha- now I'm not like a, 
a, a, an expert on the movie or anything, I, but I have seen it a couple of times. Um, and I don't think there's a time where we see like the, like the face peeling off and to see the alien, it's always like there's the head and then they take it off. And then there's like a completely different alien head underneath. So I thought like the, the morphing of having like the alien head and the human head visible at the same time was cool. Um, I saw that the, the silhouette change was neat going from the gown to the spike hips. I think it also has a cone bra in the movie or cone cone tits. Um, whereas this is more flat chested. It's like they just moved the cones to the shoulders and, hips it's like the same exact pattern and the same exact hair though uh, yeah i do think it's very close um i feel like maybe like if the hair had been like and maybe because this is fresh on my mind because i saw this photo shoot with Gottmik and violet if the hair had been uh, like prosthetic hair wait i think that the, in the movie they take off the wig and the wig is a brain that's i think that's what it is Maybe if the hair had been like prosthetic or something, mm. something not just like the exact same wig, you know what yeah. I mean? Or it, if she had like, or if she had reversed the colors pattern on the outfit, mm. had it been like the red with white swirls, maybe something to make it not just so exact. I do think it's a hard one to reimagine. Yeah, I wouldn't have gone for this. Well, yeah. Cause you know, like, some of these, I think when something is so extremely campy, like Mars attacks is, it can be a little difficult to and mix it up. Especially when it's something that's like so specifically niche. Mm-hmm. Um, because when you have something like the ring, which is just like, okay, you have this girl that's long hair and it's wet and yeah. she's crawling out of TV. Like that gives you a little more leeway even like boulet brothers gives you more leeway and like right stuff that has multiple iterations gives you a lot more leeway because there's usually some variation between iterations yeah that's true um hmm well is it a flop or a phone for you i think it's a light phone okay i like it but it's not groundbreaking and it kind of misses a little bit but like no like i see where she was going but it just didn't quite fully arrive i think i'm gonna be a little mean this episode um i think her makeup looks good she looks a little bit like a bitter betty though oh she does uh (laughs) if there's one person i'm gonna flop this week it's gonna be eva i'm sorry you're only flopping one person this week yes and i'm i'm ready to defend (laughs) okay um well hold on we didn't talk about eva's presentation i mean she just kind of like got out of the ufo and yeah. said she was came in peace yeah yeah i came in pieces last night so just not that special yeah <laughs> okay reese's pieces reese's pieces mm-hmm. did you enjoy your snack mom uh <laughs> gross oh <my> God. <laughs> you know sometimes we experiment with with jokes here some of them are funnier than others uh and some are grosser than others next to the stage we have Astrid Aurelia as <laughs> Predator. You know, this might have been more impactful had we not already had a Predator this season. I know. Th- that was the big downfall, I think. Do you think that, that Melissa like switched costumes around or something and that would have been hers? But she I saw that um, Astrid did that? Or, Alyssa, Mel- Melissa did it better regardless. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I do feel like it was kind of two different takes, but I think hers was a bit more true to the the movie and it really 
I'm just yeah. going to be blunt. I don't like this. Why? I don't know. Do I you not like it, it or do you not like the person like underneath it. it? No, like, I have complimented Astrid's drag just about every week for something that I can find that's neat about it. And I just, I like the mouth thing here. The mouth thing's cool. I think the thing that I liked the most about this was the presentation. Like when I'm just looking this at it. This was her best presentation ever. However, you still couldn't tell what the scene was. True. Uh, uh, it true. was just like rough. What? Let's see. I, that wasn't really what I was thinking of, but you're like, you're right. Um, but this was her best presentation yet. Yes. Yeah. I will give her that. I also think Kudos it was like for that. very short sighted of her to not have like a body of some kind because like yeah. a, a dead body's not that hard to make. <laughs> Sorry, no, this is a little I crazy. Mean, they but it's just not. killed off Melissa last week. Right. So. She just dragged her back in here. Um <laughs> No, with with this, I think that the thing I liked the most was that when it's completely black in the room, she can turn on the lights. That was and that it, was a cool effect. Like yes. that critique of you brought CGI to the stage, I think that that is what they meant. That was a cool effect, yes. Like yeah. Like everything else missed the bar. Like it You've it, seen it, Predator though, right? Yeah. You, you know how like when it, they go from being invisible. Like it has that moment of you can kind of see their outline yeah. and then it becomes clear. Like that is what I got from this in like a reimagined way. So I, I really liked that aspect of it's it. It's just, but looking at it on its own, I, I do see that it's a bit weaker um, than others. It's yeah. a mess, but I get what it is. I think it's successful. I just don't necessarily love it. So I guess, ah, you've convinced me. I will, lightly flop it flop. sorry astrid okay we move on to the judging and i think there was some really interesting critiques this episode what do yeah. you think um i mean they loved coco and they like wow i mean they were basking in that yeah <laughs> um and i i did like joe bob briggs uh, comment about how it's really bold because you're doing somebody that 100% of the audience knows. True. Do you think that, um, okay. Why? What? Okay. What, what makes, and I don't mean this in like a invalidating her way. I just think it's really neat that this was successful. Like, are the Boulay brothers at a point now where they are truly horror icons? I think it depends on who you ask. Like, I, I just don't know that, like... A lot of this is, like, personal preference. Yeah. Because, like, some people wouldn't consider Morticia Adams horror. Fair. People may not even consider, like, Frankenverter horror. Yeah. You know, I could see that. Other than the fact that horror is in the title of that movie. Um, so, it's just kind of, like... I don't know. I also, skipping ahead to Eva, mm-hmm. didn't... I was really their critiques for Eva about like, I agree. Eva should have been on the bottom. Yes. But just the critiques of how they were like, Oh, but she didn't bring it all the way. Oh, she brought it all the way. Um, and like we saved her with the intention of either you've got to knock everybody else out of the park or not. And you're going to go home if you don't. Where was that attitude for Hoso last week? Uh, fair, but they probably. You know what didn't. I mean? Yeah, I could, I could see that. Um, it's just kind of like, 
why are you just now picking and choosing that? But also the way they made it sound was evil would have been the one to go home. It's the way they made it sound. Yeah. Which I mean, checks out, but you know what? I bet it is that they knew that she was bringing that really cool fish look yeah. um, last week. And then when they were like, okay, we've used that up and we aren't that excited about whatever her, her finale is. So. They're going to give her a win. And then like, yeah, some- why not? Give her, give her what? What'd she win? A, bu- a, bu- a bucket of nails. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> a leech. A leech. A candle. <laughs> um, yeah. I let's see. There was some. There was another critique that I thought. Oh, some. I think it was Coco actually who said that. Oh, so would have been screwed without the TV head. I didn't really agree with that. I think that it was really clear that she was the girl from the ring even without the TV. Um. I mean, I can't say because I didn't see it without the TV. You know, like yeah. I mean, just imagine her look without the TV on the head. Yeah, but I already know that it's the ring. You know what I mean? You mean to tell me, hold on, what's the, what, is the grudge not the ring? I don't know. Is that different? I don't know. Fuck. I don't know if it's the same, but anyways, um, was there anything else from judging that stuck out to you? I mean, they just talked about how like Victoria just has been consistent. Yeah. Which is very. It seems like at this point they're looking more at like your performance overall in the season yeah. rather than specifically what happened this week. But it's like they're really picking and choosing. I think they know exactly who they want in the top three. Yeah. Um, and it is it just is what it is at this point. Um, so they go to the cauldron and things are really starting to become clear. Like Astrid pretty much knows that she ain't going on to the top three, right? Like she's told herself that everyone's told her that she's just waiting for the boules to tell her that. Um, but what they're wondering or what the thing Astrid really wants is to go on tour. Yeah. Um, rather than a hundred thousand dollars. I mean, and Eva's like, girl, like this competition isn't going to find you. You're going to go on and do great things. And Astrid's like, yeah, but I won't get to go on the tour. Yeah. I don't, you've got somebody here trying to like help you feel better. And you're just gonna be like, I don't think that she was shutting that down. I think that she just felt like she was shutting it down. I don't know. It felt very short sighted. That's, that's not how I felt. I I mean, I do think it is a little short sighted to say like, I don't want the money. Like I'll take the tour, but not the money. But uh, (laughs) I do think that she, um, I, I get it. Like getting to do a tour like that. That's pretty major. Like even to say that you've done it, like, I don't know. Yeah. I would love to go on tour. That'd be really cool. Like if I had the opportunity, I would do it. And I'd I'd, I'd negotiate pay <laughs> to yeah. do it. Um, you know, like it's kind of like with getting to do a one woman show. Like I, I knew that by the end of it, I feel like I did a good job with it. But even if I did horrible every night, like I could still say I did a one woman show. Right. <laughs> you know. Um. So I I don't know. I get that. Um, but she's not really in a place to be bargaining at this point. Um, and Coco decides to ask Hoso since Hoso won the challenge and knows she's going to be going on to the finale. So Hoso, who do you think should be beside you in the top three? And she chose Coco and Eva to be with her, which Victoria seemed a little peeved about. What did you think of this? I thought, I mean, I kind of agree with Victoria in this situation because Hoso's reasoning was like, well, Victoria's had that chance to stand up there at the top. And she's, so this would be giving somebody else an opportunity to stand at the top. And I'm like, Hoso 
you you stood at the top <laughs> yeah <laughs> and not only that you stood at the top in a situation where they broke the rules for you to stay at the, stand at the top like they True. you uh, yeah. were potentially on the chopping block block and they made it a top four instead of a top three <sighs> and Ugh. you're one of those people that they did that for so, but I will. Victoria has had that chance a couple of times. Uh, you know, one more time than Hoso with Resurrection. I mean, I know it's not quite the same, but um, she also said she didn't want to win Resurrection when she tried. I mean, Victoria is basically she said the whole, she didn't want to come back for a regular season. See, that is what is kind of. I'm really struggling at this point, like because we have our top three. Oh, I feel like we're getting ahead of ourselves. Okay, so the cauldron happens, and then they go to the elimination. And they divide them up instead of... They said that they would like have all four of them up there. So again, I expected all four of them to be up there waiting to be dropped. No, I expected them to go up two at a time. Really? Yeah. Well, they phrased it in a way that was like, you will all go up to the cauldron. So I thought they would like pair people up or something and have them stand... I don't know. Um, but yes, so they the first pairing is Coco and Astrid, Yeah. which pretty much signals that Eva is also going home. Um, I feel like if they really wanted to like play this up a little more, they could have probably paired Eva with Coco because we knew Astrid was going home. Like everybody knew Astrid was going home. It yeah. was clear. So this, Astrid knew she was going mm, home. So if you paired her with Victoria. Yeah, it would have been a little bit more. Ins- but you know what? I think also... It was a. I, I wonder if they did it in multiple takes to see what would push the best story. Probably not. The fucking gag though, of how they dropped Eva. I know, but I felt so. I felt so bad for like Astrid had kind of accepted her fate, but Eva like. <sighs> it was hard to watch her. Go. I would want. I I would enjoy Eva back. Same. I, I I like if they have another one and they brought Eva back, I would have zero complaints, and I think she could win. Mm, I agree. And and the thing I struggle with, like for Coco over being chosen over Eva is I do feel that Eva has been more consistent than Coco in the competition. She actually, she has more wins. But she would have gone home and she's the reason for the consequences. It's only fair. I, mean, I guess. I don't know. I guess that's it, one way to look at it. And this is like me picking between people that are like on my side of the roster. And I, I would have kept, I love Eva. I want Eva. I wanted Eva in the top. I wanted Eva to win, but also like I really love Coco. <laughs> I wanted I a think, top four. <laughs> I think Coco over Eva. No, they should have brought Erica Clash back and let her be in the top. I think they should have brought Erica back and just said, "Fuck it, you're the Here winner." You go. <laughs> no, actually, they should have done that with Yovska. Right. <laughs> oh, you want a Gagula, honey? <laughs> the top three is actually Erica. Um, Kendra and Yovska. They should have just put Yovska up there on the staircase of souls uh, every single time because all of her costumes are already padded for her to fall anyway. Um, (laughs) Okay, okay. So I want to know the top... Okay, we're at the top three, right? So we know it's Victoria and Hoso who are on my side of the roster and then we have Coco who is on your roster. So like... Yeah, I went from being in the lead to being behind this episode. Yeah, what the what? And just one fell swoop. I was really hoping somebody from your side would go home. Well, that ain't how the cookie crumbled. No. Um. So Victoria has three wins. Could you imagine if both Victoria and Hoso had gone home this episode? I would have set up my appointment yesterday. Um. 
<laughs> but Victoria and Hoso, Victoria has three wins. Hoso has two wins, and Coco has one win at yeah. this point. I think it's between. Honestly, I think it's between Coco and Victoria. Co- yeah, for some reason, Hoso just doesn't seem as likely to get it this season, no. and I can't quite figure out why. I am Team Hoso. I would like to see Hoso win, but I, I don't know. I don't know who's gonna win. I really don't. I, I will be gagged if it's Hoso. Yeah, me too. I would be very happy if it was, though. I would not. <laughs> do you hate Hoso? No. Oh. I really like Hoso. Well, why do you, do you just want to win the bet? That, and I also just want Coco to win. <sighs> I guess. I don't know. I d- also, like, if Coco doesn't win, I want Victoria to win. <laughs> so that's, like, your ranking? Like, yeah. W- would it be the same if it wasn't for the R bet? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder if that's influencing me because this whole episode I was like against <laughs> Coco and I didn't mean like I don't know I've liked her the whole rest of the season I think it was just coming in so hot at the beginning I was like oh I would have I would have been mad but um, interesting yeah I I agree I, I do kind of think it's between Coco and Victoria but I really want Hosa to win but I also think it makes the most sense for Victoria to win because it does but also like she's the best period you can't yeah. like I, I don't know how to predict this i'm is, real nervous I, like i don't think there is a single skill that you could ask coco hoso and victoria to all demonstrate where victoria would not come out on top every single time except for acting you know yeah and what does victoria want to do like she probably wants to sit in her room and make prosthetics right like yeah. give her a hundred thousand dollars that'll be great at that and then now these other two folks who probably do want a tour, like let them go do their thing. Yeah. Be on the road. What do you think your tattoo is? I don't know. <laughs> what do you think your tattoo is? I don't know. <laughs> I feel like it, I feel like it's something that I like that you know I like. So maybe like you know I like cats. Maybe it's um uh a deer eating a pancake <laughs> maybe that'd be funny <laughs> and maybe it's something camp one kiki related like maybe a campfire or a leech a, oh no <laughs> did you put a fucking leech <laughs> no if it's a leech i'm gonna fucking die <laughs> uh well is there anything else that you would like to say before we close out this episode because tomorrow as as of the day of this filming is the day that we will find out who wins drag the titans well it'll be like 11 o'clock tomorrow night oh yeah something like that mm, that means i've got to stay up late to watch this because yeah, i don't no, want right. spoilers same same oh um no i guess just team coco Woo-hoo. all right well i'm team ho so let's see victoria win it all all right, right. Well, thanks everyone for listening to Flapping and Fawning. Thanks for listening to Flapping and Fawning. 
Music by Elliot Nass. Promotional art by Danny Lee. Hosts are Flapjack. Oh, hey, that's me. And I'm Fawn. You can follow me on Instagram at fawn.fawn.fawn. And you can follow me over at Instagram as well. And pretty much any other social media platform at flapjquellen, F-L-A-P-J-A-C-Q-U-E-L-I-N-E. Connect with us on social media on Instagram at flapping and fawning pod and on Twitter at flap and fawn pod. Oh, and make sure you check out the links in our bio to buy some merch. You can also connect with us via Gmail at flapping and fawning pod at gmail.com. See you next time. Bye. Ta ta.